celebrate pride on the progress we've made over these past years, there's still work to be done. So to those of you out there who are still working against equal rights, we have a message for you. You think we're sinful. You fight against our rights. You say we all lead lives you can't respect. But you're just frightened. You think that we'll corrupt your kids if our agenda goes unchecked. Funny, just this once, you're correct. We'll convert your children. Happens bit by bit, quietly and subtly, and you will barely notice it. Welcome to The Daily Wrap-Up, a concise show dedicated to bringing you the most relevant, independent news as we see it from the last 24 hours. June 13th, 2023. Thank you for joining me today. Two big topics we're going to focus on today. Obviously, we're going to follow up on the transgender conversation, constantly showing the nuance in the conversation, you know, the focusing on the real problem here as both sides continue to either ignore everything or blame everybody. And that's how this tends to work. But we'll continue to go into this because I think it's important. That's why I framed the title the way I did today. The industry continues to focus. There are plenty of trans people that are pointing this out. There are plenty of trans people that maybe agree with some things, but realize what's happening with children is not okay. There's a whole spectrum out there. But of course, if you only listen to the corporate media, you get two sides, which is all they want you to think exists. And if you operate in either one of those sides, you're probably missing everything. That's the two-party illusion for you. I believe everyone's waking up to it. Welcome to The Last American Vagabond. Let's get into some important stuff today. I, I Oh, and by the way, I want to make it clear right in the beginning. I have, I'm interviewing, I was supposed to interview Peter McCullough, Dr. Peter McCullough yesterday. We're going to be talking about specifically the endocrine disrupting chemicals and overlaps and all of that. And that'll be about two hours from now. So I'll have to end about 15 before that. So let's see if we can get all the things I want to get done in that period of time, which is usually not possible for me just because that's the way things go. <laughs> Let's get into this. I'm still working on trying to make things fly faster than usual in some cases. I tend to like it, as most people I listen to in our community think as well, when we just dissect things and take our time and talk about things. So I'm not letting just the trolls win out, just so you know, but I do think it's important to try to truncate these things. But let's talk about some important topics today. I'm going to start with an interesting point about East Palestine and one focus on a topic that's just adjacent to it, but yet I think is really important. And I'll try to go through that part quickly just because it's not the focus today. And then we're really going to do an early part of this. We haven't talked about COVID-19, the illusion, the injections for a minute, at least not the focus. So I wanted to do a, a point on that today. And what's interesting about this as much as there's a lot of new information continue to fly around. I keep pointing at people like Kevin Mc, Dr. McKernan, PhD and the, the DNA contamination, as well as, um, there's a lot of different newer topics coming out, but the important thing to realize and that those need to be focused on is that right this moment, there's enough evidence on the table, enough proof that should put people like Walensky in jail. So with Fauci and the rest of them, it's really amazing to me that we are still quibbling about this while the evidence is clear. And I'm going to make that point right out of the gate to show you, I think one way they do this on purpose or a way that they keep these things under wraps with investing ongoing investigations. But we're going to show you that this is just the continuing cover up that it obviously appears to be. It's f absurd. 
people are still being killed by these things. Children are still suffering. The excess death is skyrocketing everywhere. They have high vaccination rates, but we're so confused. Here's Vayers, though, totally through the roof. And they go, oh, but don't worry. That's not actually what it looks like. Even while they use that system to point at things they want to. And while we're supposed to acknowledge that's a signal system and we don't have to prove it. But, you know, facts don't matter in the world where Walensky walks away without any consequences. But we're also going to talk about the... I guess just in a general sense, not there's a lot of different points, but we're going to talk again about the the focus on the children in regard to the transgender movement and the industry around this and why this is so wildly concerning, as well as some other points that show you this is not just about fighting for equal rights and pride and and gay and lesbian communities. It's about something far more nefarious than that. And I think a lot of people are suddenly beginning to see this. I, I think it's impossible to miss, but let's start today with an, a, a good focus, a good point on East Palestine that I think is very important. Now, just a couple of quick points. Another account that we you should follow, by the way, Andrew Welton, is just pointing out that after all this time, 4.5 months afterward, they're only just now proposing supposed financial help. But guess what that is? Hey, we'll offer you some, oh, some loans. You want some loans because we ruined your lives? Now, yes, they're saying no interest, forgivable, blah, blah, blah. Why is that what's happening? Why wouldn't you just pay for what you did? How about that? Now, yes, it's Ohio offering this, but realize Governor DeWine was in that room. He made these decisions. He's a part of this problem, like most governments tend to be. But what really bothers me overall, I mean, more than ever, not more than, I guess, alongside all the other absurd things in this discussion is that you're, instead of helping these people in a way that you should be obligated to do, you know, pay them for things that they've lost. How, I don't even know how you could make up life, life, hours of your life or time with your children or your general health. But either way, giving them loans to potentially deal with is not the same thing. This is just a slap in the face, guys, but this is what it looks like when the government comes to help. Now, here's a story I wanted to talk about. In, it, it's adjacent to this conversation, but you'll see the overlaps that you just can't miss. This blows my mind. This is from June 11th, a USA, a USA Today investigation. Dozens of students sickened by styrene from cured in place pipes lining project strikes schools. Now, I'm going to tell you right out of the gate. This is benzene, or rather a benzene-adjacent chemical. It's, a, it's a, like a, a I'll, I'll get into the actual information, which just shows you again how prolific these things are, which, by the way, they've known, they know now, they've known a long time about benzene and this chemical. They're, they're dangerous. Yet somehow they're used all over the place because they really care about your health, right? Now, this is either captured agency stuff or the fact that the government doesn't care. Kind of the same point, right? This has been allowed for a really long time and this is what's happening in all sorts of small ways and we just just happened to have a story about this but guess what there's probably 4700 other examples that happened last five minutes around this country that we don't get usa today investigations about now obviously i'm being hyperbolic and making a facetious point with the numbers but my point is that it happens all the time and it you know like the 10 days we didn't hear about east palestine sometimes you just don't ever hear about it if they do their jobs right. Oh, you thought their jobs were trying to keep you safe and healthy? Uh, you'd be forgiven for thinking that. Now, students and staff at Merrimack Valley High School were halfway through fourth period when a harsh order odor permeated classrooms and hallways throughout the two-story brick building, nestled along a wooden area boarding, bordering New Hampshire's capital city of Concord. Now, the point is, a harsh odor. 
Remember this and, and the other comments about how strong this was inside an enclosed building. The scent was potent and nauseating immediately. And it soon caused trouble as it sickened one person after another. Now think about how wildly intense that is. Like really for a minute, you're in a room in a classroom full of children. And within a very short period of time, everyone's like, oh, oh, I'm, I feel sick. And then one person throws up and the next person throws up and people start throwing up all over the place. That is like, get the hell out of this building immediately before we even ask questions. That's what should have happened. Get away from this area as fast as possible. I mean, you don't often see kind of cascading vomiting throughout the room. Something is very immediately wrong, just so we understand that. I think that's just basic logic. Dozens of teenagers streamed into the school health office complaining of headaches, lightheadedness, water, uh, watering eyes, sore throats, irritating noses, vomiting. At least 40 students and six staff members got sick. About 50 of them went home early, which again, right there, we're going to get into that point. Why in the hell were people kept at school? As school officials scrambled to find out what's going on. Everybody sit in the rooms that you're all throwing up in as we try to figure this out. I mean, this might it could just simply be wild incompetence, which I don't know. It just seems kind of hard to wrap your mind around how this kind of choice will be made unless there's some other factor we don't know about. The originated It originated, they soon learned, from a new nearby sewer project that used an increasingly popular but problematic method for rehabilitating old and damaged underground utility lines called cured-in-place pipelining. Sort of the things that Biden and everyone else are doing, rolling out PVC pipes, which we are aware of now are very, very toxic and dangerous, but we're replacing your other toxic lead problem with this new and more advanced very toxic problem. <laughs> that's not this, but that's the kind of things our government do because it's not about your health, guys. But this is happening. They're using a cured-in-place pipelining to replace these old, disgusting pipes that are been hurting you for 40, 50 years, but they only they don't care, really. They could have been replacing these, but you know what? That's really expensive and time-consuming. So you know what they did? They figured out a cheaper, faster, haphazard way to do this to save them time and money. Oh, you thought they cared about your health again? You'd be forgiven for thinking that. The point is, they didn't soon learn about this. They knew about this happening. They knew this was taking place, and in the process of all of this, only went to find out after the fact. A USA Today investigation shed light on dozens of similar incidents from coast to coast sparked by errant emissions from the increasingly popular method of repairing old damage. So not only did this happen at this school, but apparently it keeps happening. Dozens of incidents across the country where they do this and chemicals come out and people get sick. You'd think one of these would be enough to stop it, don't you think? But no, they just keep going. You know why? Because the government doesn't care. So these companies go, well, no one's doing anything about it, so we're still making money. Yeah, I guess we got kids sick, but let's keep going. Now, I'm just putting over a logical conclusion to how this is possible. I don't know that's what they thought, but think about how this could continue. What else makes sense? Somebody at some point doesn't care. And you know who's involved with this? The EPA, the United States government in general, all sorts of different local regulations. I mean, everybody, they know about this. And yet, weirdly enough, it's allowed. It's, by the way, right now, still happening. Just to make this more clear. You'll have to forgive me today. I've got some crazy allergies. <laughs> I'm trying not to make any noise on the cat on the while I'm live, which I didn't need to say that even. But so... It says, I've never experienced any incident like this before. It says a person worked in education 19 years. Yeah, just again to show you how incredible this was. When you, when you read more about other articles, you know, the, the kind of cascading vomiting, 50 different people getting sick. That, yeah, that's a, and yet they were left there. Cured in place pipelining creates a new pipe instead of an old one. 
by inserting a soft resin soaked liner into the existing structure. So not only leaving the bad problematic stuff and just, I guess, I guess we'll just assume that doesn't eventually also cause its own problem within the piping or in the in buried in the ground, who knows, but they leave that there and they inflate this resin soaked liner with pressurized air, then heating it. So it hardens. This is what your water later goes through, just so we're clear, because it's faster and less expensive than traditional pipe rehabilitation. You know, like, you know, the normal process where you would get rid of the bad stuff, replace it with new stuff. Cities across the country are turning to cured in place contractors to upgrade their old ground lines. You know why? Because as everyone's doing it, it's cheaper, it's faster, and no one cares that it's hurting people. You following along so far? This is like, this is one small example of everything everywhere right now. Now, I shouldn't be so hyperbolic. I guarantee there's some things that are just by by default accidentally not dangerous. I'm I'm kind of kidding, but not. This is the, my point is if they're this haphazard about following up on this, caring about this, you can almost guarantee that anything anywhere that could happen will probably be abused because corporations want profit and they don't care how, especially when the government doesn't care. It says, but those cost savings can come at a price. Your health and your children's health. Hazardous air pollutants released during the heating process can enter homes, schools, other buildings, and sicken people inside. Just so you know, this is not just their investigation. This is just what they know. They know this. And yet they keep doing it. That's the story, guys. There's no, that's on the surface. Now, styrene, a probable carcinogen, I love how they call it probable, even though most everything you can see shows you it's a carcinogen. And a key ingredient in many cured-in-place projects can be especially toxic. They know this and causes a constellation of symptoms like those reported at the high school. Gee, I wonder if they're connected. Headaches, nausea, vomiting, loss of balance, sometimes unconsciousness. It gets much worse than that, actually, and they didn't even mention in this article. Quite frankly, I think USA Today did a pretty good job on this. Similar exposures across the country have landed people in the hospital. And yet, and yet they keep using it. Required building evacuations and sparked claims of lasting injuries and even death, according to their own investigation. Again, they're doing this right now in school or in locations, probably closer to schools around the country right now. These companies are boon or boons right now. They're wildly profiting because everyone's trying to use them right now, even though we know this stuff. Weeks later, they continue to experience headaches, and the mother, Quintanilla, Quintanilla, explains that she believes her stemmed from these exposures. Now, this is just like East Palestine, isn't it? You know what they're going to do? No, no, we don't know for sure. May I think you're just stressed out. Weeks later. So let's pretend like we think this is a small, a chemical that wasn't at a high enough level to hurt people, which is actually what they're arguing. Explain the vomiting. Explain the illness. Explain the ubiquitous problems. Explain how weeks later it's still a problem. That's because it was a high level and it immediately caused vomiting. And it's and this is going to have lasting problems. But you know what they don't want to admit? That. Because then they're responsible. Quote. The mother said, I called poison control, but they said, guess what? Well, there's nothing to be done. Did you hear that? Poison control. Oh, well, there's nothing we can do now. Damage is done. Despite its growing list of incidents, the cured in place pipelining industry is completely unregulated. Let me say that again. Despite the growing list of incidents around the country, people dying, going to the hospital, all sorts of things happening. They're completely unregulated when it comes to public health. Oh, whose job is that again? EPA? I mean, anybody? Apparently not. Apparently you can run dangerous, chemically-laden pipelines or piping or whatever you want to call this 
right around schools with absolutely no regulation around public health. I mean, I don't know how else. I mean, I got to stop focusing on this. See, this kind of thing drives me crazy. I want to get through this quick so we can focus on the topics. But my God, this is a story in and of itself. Thank God somebody's covering it. But you know what you won't hear about? How these people are being held accountable. No state or federal agency actively monitors their work sites or requires any safety protocols whatsoever to eliminate what they already know is happening. Harmful emissions leaking into the environment. Again, that's on their own documentation. I'll show you next that they knew before they even started this business. They know this. The government knows this. Now everybody knows it. Guess what? It's still going to happen. They don't care about you. Roughly 500 feet from the school, they did this. The company, who knows this is part of it. With multiple examples around the country with the same problems happening, they did this right here on Village Street, right next to the school. City officials had informed the campus about the project in March. Except, guess what? They gave no warning about what they knew was possible. Or, let's just not say possible, let's say is going to happen, apparently based on their investigation. This is USA Today confirming this. No warning about fumes and chemicals that would come out from this process. Inquiries from USA Today to Concord's Public Works Department were directed to the engineering department. Sounds like a typical government handoff, right? And then, of course, to the Concord spokeswoman, Stephanie Brenton, who asked for questions to be sent in writing, and yet they haven't followed up since. Good work, government. Clearly, they care about your children. Hope none of them die as you guys juggle the questions and throw them to each other and pretend like nobody's responsible. USA Today provided those questions on April 10th, then sent several follow-up emails. Although Brenton initially said the engineering department was working on the questions, on May 31st, she responded that she had no additional information. Right, so that's a lie then. They go, oh, they'll answer your questions. And until somebody finally said, hey, guys, are you going to answer our questions? She goes, oh, nothing to say. Go away. How is that even possible? Where is the accountability here? You even got corporate media pointing this out. And yet they just get to kick them away and say, shut up. Where's the EPA? Public records obtained by the media organization show that the cured in place sewer lines, the contract, in effect, at the time of the incident, was awarded to Inliner Solutions, Inc., somebody who we should be focusing on. One of the country's largest trenchless rehabilitation companies with offices across the United States. Usually these are big business. These kind of massive rehabilitation projects. And then how it usually goes, which by the way, we can see historically from the government and best every topic ever, is the lowest bidder typically wins. Right? Hey, I can do it for half the price of that guy. Oh, well, perfect. We don't even care how. Now it says, public records. Oh, wait, make sure I missed that. Oh, yeah. Public records obtained by the media. That's what I just read. Uh, one of the country's largest groups, Nate Holmes, who until May 31st was Inliner Solutions area manager for the region, including New Hampshire, said the company does a great job, <laughs> but otherwise declined to answer any questions. Does that sound like a normal process? What is this? Are we, is everything national security suddenly? No, it's because I think these people at some level know what's going on and know they get away with it as long as they just don't make it clear. How else do you expect, how do you explain this kind of action from a company that's supposed to be held accountable by literally anybody when they're outright hurting people? Now, I'm not saying this is unique to this company. It's probably a lot worse in other places. It doesn't even matter, though, because nobody seems to care in any place where they're supposed to care. No one at this company returned calls or emails from USA Today. Think about that. 
Quote, I'm displeased with the school's handling, says this mother, of the entire situation, including failure to communicate with some parents during the incident and the decisions they made to keep the students in the school for the remainder of the day. Yeah. Remainder of the day while people were vomiting. I mean, I don't even know how you can defend that 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 action. Quote, she says, I'm disappointed in the responsible party's lack of preparation and warning of not only local schools, but the entire community. Right. So also the company. Somebody should be accountable. At first, he said, nobody knew where the odor originated from. Teachers thought it was coming from the wood shop. Why? Because it smelled like polyurethane, wood stain. Now, that's important for the next part. Because the only way it doesn't smell sweet, according to the documents, is when it's at wildly high levels. So as they try to lie and say it's not, there's a lot of evidence showing you that it was clearly high enough. Let's ignore the fact that they started vomiting right after they started. Clearly, this was at a high level. The point was they didn't know what was going on and they thought it was inside, opened all the windows and they realized, oh man, it's coming from outside. <laughs> so it says Concord Engineering Department. Again, at that point right there, somebody somebody was like, okay, we know this is happening. They were given heads up about this. They weren't told it was going to be dangerous, but the school knew this big project was happening. Concord Engineering Department field notes from that, from that cold and cloudy day obtained through the public records request. Basically, they're basically arguing that because of the, the weather that it caused made it worse. But it says, at this point, the notes reflect the school's facilities director, Fred Regan, had approached the job site to complain about the odor permeating and and the school and apparently ask about its chemical composition. So make sense of this for me. So we're being told now retroactively that we wouldn't know what was going on. We weren't sure what was happening or where it was coming from. Yet at the same time, we're being told Fred Regan walked to the, the site and said, why is this odor coming? Yeah, so that doesn't line up, does it? They clearly were aware early this was the site causing the problem. Yet the story is now kind of being watered down to where we weren't sure and we weren't to know what we really. If you knew it was this thing, you should have gotten the kids the hell out of there. And I think there's something to this. Meager gave Regan the safety data sheet, the, S, the MSDS, for the styrene-based product used in the Concord Sewer Project at 11.45 a.m. There you go. 11.45 in the morning, they already had the sheet that said, yeah, this stuff is dangerous. It can cause, oh, what do you know? Everything that we're dealing with, including possible nervous system effects, liver injury, reproductive, reproductive effects. What do you know? Isn't it weird how everything seems to happen? There's some kind of directive focus on, repro- on fertility and reproductive and reproductivity. Vomiting, dizziness, headaches, drowsiness, confusion, all of it. This is their own documentation from the inliner cured in place piping. Now, it says in case of inhalation, which is what they're all dealing with, the document states people should be moved to a safe, well-ventilated area with fresh air and provided oxygen if they experience difficulty breathing. So let's be clear again. The, the, the school knew this at 1145, then proceeded to put them in the rooms and close the doors and not let them leave, except for the ones that got especially sick. Those, those people got to leave. I don't know how you can defend that. Something's wrong here. Now, I'm not saying this is some big conspiracy. I'm just saying, who knows? This is crazy. And this is everywhere. That's not what happened at Merrimack, though. Miller said because the odor was outside and all around the school, he and the other administrators decided to make it make more sense to keep them indoors while trying to air out the building. Yes, but except the problem is it got in the building before you open the windows. Because these guys have any sense at all? Are they teachers? <laughs> so you lock them in the rooms where they first was noticed, despite the windows and doors being closed. Like... This is more about maintaining some kind of school record or attendance. I'm telling you, man, this does not make any sense. 
There's something wrong there. You got the document that said, get them the hell out of here, and you put them in the rooms. Regan shut off the building's HVAC system. Okay, maybe you can think that's smart or not. Maybe if you think it's, you know, wouldn't the HVAC system be smart to continue? I mean, look, I'm not going to pick. Who knows? The bottom line is none of this makes sense. You should have gotten them out of the area. They said to prevent it from pulling it into the school, teachers strategically propped up fans and, 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 dr- and to blow around. That's what they did. They put fans in the hallways. The city's public works department told the school that the fumes were not toxic. So they lied. We can prove that right now. I mean, USA Today literally just, we can show you the document. They know it's toxic. They lied. So again, what's going on here? Additionally, Miller told USA Today, the Concord Fire Department arrived around 1 p.m. to test the air quality. And guess what, guys? They reported no fumes or toxic air had been found. Okay, so are we pretending there's a ubiquitous test? They just test for literally everything? Well, no. We learned this at East Palestine. They, the point is, as even USA Today points out, it's unclear, though, whether the worst of the leak had dissipated by then which I don't think it had, since we have times that we show you that people were still doing suffering. But it says what type of monitoring equipment they used or whether the equipment was even designed to measure styrene gas concentrations. I'm pretty sure that this is a way to hide the problem. Did the fire department know what they were dealing with? The school did at 11.45 in the morning. I mean, it's clearly this was a problem. Doesn't matter what they say after this because people are still suffering to this point. Styrene emissions are considered harmful at 20 parts per million for short-term exposure, 10 parts per million for long-term exposure, according to the threshold limits. It says styrene levels at the school were likely very low, says the law group covering for everything. Saying on April 10th, the email to Regan that they obtained through the public works saying that they, oh, just basically this is what they're saying in response to them. It was likely very low. Well, what are you getting that from? Likely in what way? Likely because they all vomited violently? Likely because it all happened in closed rooms despite the fact that it was outside? What likely? Where are you getting that from? Likely because that lessens your liability? Yeah, probably. Quote, of course this does not mean that some people will not have symptoms associated with the odor. This is East Palestine. That's exactly what's happening here. Some people will have headaches and other discomfort at even at low expected levels. Well, that's actually not even true. You can look through this and you'll find out that most of this at the low... I mean, didn't they just say other... I mean... It's all contradictory. Children are particularly at risk, they say, because they're children. And this is a school. It says if people are experiencing headaches, nausea, dizziness, or vomiting, the expert says they should not, they should not just open windows and hope for the best. You physically need to move out of the area if responses are that severe. So just hear the expert. If they're that severe, which then very clearly means they weren't low problems, low-level problems. So they stuck them in the rooms, they allowed them to sit there, and, and they, they probably increased the level of problem exponentially by keeping them in the area where they were severely exposed. Quote, the expert says, staying there, it's not only going to get worse as you breathe more, you are exposed to more. So get out and get assistance. So all the experts and teachers and, and caretakers and authority stuck them in the room, closed the doors, and put a fan on. And guess what? It's still happening now. Stuff like this. Where they're just pumping in resin-soaked, chemical-soaked nastiness to then heat up. And we're going to pretend like that in and of itself is not a problem. But yeah, they're pumping water through this stuff. As you can see, even on the Wikipedia page, styrene is an organic compound with chemical formula of whatever that says. This derivative of, it is a derivative of benzene. 
is a colorless oily liquid. Although ages, age samples can appear yellowish, the compound evaporates easily and has a sweet smell. Although high concentrations have a less pleasant odor. There you go. Very simple realities here based on everything we just saw, including what the experts were saying. It's obvious this was a high concentration. That's my opinion based on the facts. Styrene is, a, is the precursor to poly to polystyrene and several copolymers. Approximately 25 million tons of styrene were produced in 2010. Increased to around 35 million in 2018. Can only imagine what it is now. Who cares about the side effects? Why are we making knowingly dangerous chemicals to pump water through? I mean, everything we're doing. None of this has to do with your health, guys. It makes me, it's just, it's just sad. You know, we, we need to just get past this illusion we have about these people caring about us. Styrene is regarded as a known carcinogen, especially in the case of eye contact, but also skin contact, ingestion, of inhalation, according to several sources. Styrene is a largely metabolized into styrene oxide inside the body, resulting from oxidation and uh, cytochrome P450. Styrene oxide is considered toxic, mutagenic. Think about this, guys. That's what's happening inside your body. They know this. This is publicly available information. There's five sources on this. The U.S., the EPA, has described styrene to be a suspected toxin to the gastrointestinal tract. Good, let's run our water through it. Kidney and respiratory systems, among others. Look at this information, guys. This is not new information. 2008. And yet, it's okay this is happening next to schools? On June 10, 2011, the U.S. National Toxicology Program described styrene as reasonably anticipated to be a human carcinogen. Work has been done by Danish researchers to investigate the relationship. By the way, there's parts in here where they disagree with that, just so it's clear. The, uh, the relationship between occupational exposure to that and cancer. They concluded, quote, the findings have to be interpreted with caution due to the company-based exposure assessment, but the possible association between exposures in the reinforced plastics industry, mainly styrene, and degenerative disorders, and the nervous system, and pancreatic cancer, deserves attention. But good, let's put it next to our kids. The National Toxicology Program of the United States Health Department of Health and Human Services determined that it's reasonably anticipated to be human carcinogen. The International Agency for Research of Cancer considers styrene to be probably carcinogenic to humans. So let's produce millions of tons of it and put it all over the country. How much? I mean, look, it's not like there's not other things that could be used, guys. Let's make sure we understand that. The reason this is used is because it's cheaper easier used. And then you know what? We can get into all sorts of theories about what else. But the point is, just from a business perspective, this is only about what's more conducive to the company and the industry. Nothing about what's safer, what's more effective, what will keep you from getting cancer. And here you can, I'll include this. This is USA Today's, this is from March 30th, where they did this research on this. A common way of fixing pipes is making people sick. <laughs> and that didn't stop anything. Not even a corporate media investigation showing us how people... Look, here's how fumes can enter your home. Jump to June and a bunch of kids almost died. Good times. Here's the document you can look through for yourself of the city of Concord. One thing I thought stood out to me. It's very interesting. You read through all this. Now, at the end, you'll find the MSDS sheet that you know breaks down the same stuff we just read. The inhalation, ingestion, showing you this is dangerous. This stuff is dangerous. There's no middle ground here. But what I thought was really telling was also something I don't think they even noted on in the investigation that you'll notice in a lot of these points. They, they get into the pipe diameter. So like the pipe that's already there, eight inches. Then it says required installed thickness for what they're going to use. Three millimeters. But then you'll notice down here when it says 
installed a five millimeter. Hmm. Well, that doesn't sound right. That sounds like it would almost guarantee that these things would bleed out or cause a problem. But maybe I don't understand the industry. But here, and there's a reason these are highlighted. Whoever did this investigation is clearly going, look at this. This is the depth. This is the inches. Here's what they required. Required thickness is four millimeters. And they used six millimeter. <laughs> I'm just, what am I missing? It's every single one is like that. Every single one. 5.6, 6. Okay. Call me a conspiracy theorist. Plenty do. There's something wrong here, guys. And the last point on this, as Doom points out, more dioxin poisoning. And look, this isn't even up for debate, guys. We were just talking about the phthalates, which we'll get into in regard to the endocrine-disrupting chemicals in a moment in the show. But the point is that this is everywhere. The phthalates was the plastic wrap and the plastics and all these things. It's everywhere. These things are dangerous. But here, it's an explosion's heard at a plastic factory. Which, there you go. I guarantee you, it's not even up for debate. If these plastics are burning, there's dioxins being released there. Now, it doesn't have to mean that's intentional, but this is everywhere. And weirdly enough, they just don't want to talk about how this is not by accident. Not the fire, I mean, but the fact that these are rampant. Why have we been allowed to have these kind of problems ubiquitous everywhere, where you've got very dangerous chemicals building up and leaching into the environment, or hormone, like the, the endocrine disrupting chemicals are literally everywhere. Dioxins, glyphosate, these things are all over the country. You're dosed in them, doused in them, excuse me. But nobody seems to care because the government doesn't care about you. So it's just time for us to kind of understand that. Now, going to the next point, I just want to make a comment about this. Simon from Florida points out that the United States plans to rejoin UNESCO. So I think it's relevant to make the point. Thank you, Simon, for making this clear. I said, oh, great. So does that mean the U.S. government will now begin upholding the UNESCO bioethics declaration that it's been violating long before COVID illusion, but especially during the last three years? Spoiler alert. No, it does not. They're not going to do that. Just mark my words. But in case we forgot, I brought, remember how I used to bring this up like every other show. October 2005. Now, when I brought it up, the point was, well, they're not technically a part of UNESCO. Well, I mean, yes, at the time that was correct but, and still, but the point is they're obviously part of the United Nations. And so it doesn't even matter. The point is this is a it's United, UNESCO, United Nations Educational, Scientific and Cultural Organization. This was a universal declaration on bioethics and human rights. And what you'll find is almost every part of this, the U.S. government and most of the Western governments violated during the COVID-19 illusion. So things like consent where it says in appropriate cases uh, where was it scientific research should be carried out oh wait is this even the same one that's interesting it's weird i think this has been updated i think it says is now it didn't you say read the same point either way but i thought it used to say something other than scientific research but it said should be carried out with the prior free express and informed consent of the person concerned the information should be adequate and provided. The point is consent may be withdrawn by the person concerned at any time for any reason without any disadvantage or prejudice. They violated that aggressively. Or the fact, as it says, um, it was about the community and saying, I'm trying to find it really quickly. Here we go. In appropriate cases, the bottom line is saying that you, the, you, the argument of collectivism by saying that, well, that's weird. Oh, I lost it. Saying that if it's better for the community, that everyone has to do it. The point is that it makes very clear in this discussion that you don't get to make that argument, that you as an individual have the right to pull back and not be involved no matter what. Oh, it's right here. The interest and welfare of the individual should have priority over the sole interest of science or society. They don't get to say, well, it's not your choice. 
It's for everybody else. You're killing grandma. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. It, it, you have a choice always, according to these bioethics universal declaration. But now that the U.S. government's going to rejoin it, my point is simple, that they don't care about these. They won't care about it then. So it's just hypocritical. Why would, why would, you, why would anybody even let them be a part of this if you know they're not going to uphold the basic tenets of international human rights? So let's talk about that. Let's talk about exactly that point. And that's why this happened during this whole illusion and still does, because they don't care about any of this, just like we saw at the school and the pie, everything else. These groups don't actually care about what they put forward. Obviously, these are my opinions, but you you tell me why you can't see it in what we're discussing today. Here is a clip of, of Dr. Walensky. This is really embarrassing. She is act, she's being put directly to it, asking, and look, I'm not saying that I side with or support, or I don't believe in any of these politicians, any of them. I think they're all using this as a means to an end. It only benefits them in the moment to look like they're on the side of truth. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't trust any of them and neither should you. But the point is that the question matters about whether or not they censored people based on choice. Which again, it comes down to the idea that it's not about, it's about them controlling what you're allowed to think at a time when, I mean, we made these points the whole time. The lab leak conversation was one moment, fake news, and then you're allowed to talk about it. That doesn't mean you necessarily have to believe it's true, but the point is it shows you that how can it be fake news, censor, you know, ban you from financial platforms, and then they go, oh, but wait a minute, now we'll talk about it. It shows you that that, I mean, that we always knew that was inappropriate. We knew that was wrong. We knew that was a crime. What they're doing is a violation of the Constitution. They know that. So when I put to her, they ask her these questions, and she hides behind the fact that it's an ongoing investigation. And this is her, I think, I think if anybody, her or Fauci will be thrown under the bus. That's what I think. Most likely Walensky at this point. CDC frequently communicated with big tech and social media companies to coordinate the censorship of posts that express skepticism or criticism of the COVID-19 vaccines. Dr. Walensky, is there a difference between medical opinions and misinformation? There are things that are scientifically proven over and over again in the literature, and those right. eventually become fact. But I think that there are ways to interpret that. that, that exactly. Re reasonable people disagree on, on a medical path forward, correct? I mean, that just, just so it's clear that opening point that he made. I think it's a good point. I think what he, what he did there was important. Right. So basically all it comes down to is who the authorities are deciding who gets to guess, who gets to, you know, in, and what's the right word for it? Like, the point is, at some point, any discussion is going to be hypothetical, right? Like, we're still figuring this out. So the point is that when people like myself come out and say, well, this might be the case, of course, well, even if you're wrong, this is, I mean, this is such a tired point that I've made a thousand times. Free speech, guys. You're allowed to be wrong. You're allowed to, to lie. I don't know why that's so contentious. Now, if you lie, well, you're a bad person. You're a liar. But the point is, it's, it's still your right as free with free speech to come out and say whatever you want. This is the COVID-19. That was clearly one of the biggest agendas that was executed was they shifted into this time frame where you're just like, you can't say these things. They were always doing this quiet censorship and they even half-heartedly were like, well, that's not even happening, you conspiracy theorist. Remember that time when censorship was fake news? <laughs> clearly, it's always been happening. But the point is that when she's discussing this about medical opinion, right? So they're trying to figure this out. Well, what's the difference there? Oh, well, they're experts. Okay, well, even that shouldn't be the point. But okay, well, then what about people like Dr. Maholtra, Dr. McCullough, Dr. Buttar, Dr. Mikovits, all these people that came out early and said, you're wrong. 
And they're experts. In fact, they're better credentialed experts than you, Mr. Polinsky. But they censored them because they said the thing they weren't supposed to. So the point is, there's a thin, there is no line. It's subjective. And they decided early on that you just weren't allowed to say certain things, which needs to be clear to people now was not about safety. It was about control. And I really think we all see that by now. Some people just don't want to admit it to themselves or they don't want to lose. Yeah, but I would also say that when there is increasing science, um, that leads to facts that more, more and more people then generally agree. Yeah, right. So like all the science and all the body of work right now that shows you these things are killing people, but see, they don't care. And that's easy to prove, by the way. That's when they'll come in and say, well, just because this, the volume of science doesn't actually, well, isn't that what she just said? <laughs> you know, speaking out of both sides of your mouth. Everything means nothing. Nothing means everything. That's how these people operate. I mean, patients often are advised to get a second opinion on, mm-hmm. on medical Today. advice. Uh, CDC records, however, show that CDC officials sometimes flag social media posts, which they deem to be misinformation. My question is, did the CDC work with private companies to influence a censorship of dissent about vaccines? Um, you know, that topic is one that is under litigation in the court, so I will not be speaking to that. Watch the two people behind her, by the way. I love this. This never used to be the case. I think people are always afraid to show their feel like that decorum or whatever, but not these days, man. Watch the people behind her. And then what this shows you is even the people led into these kind of meetings, everybody sees through her, sees through this. Everybody, guys. Even the people trying to pretend like they're safe and effective are scared because they think they know this is coming. They know that the reality is there. They're afraid to admit that they probably took 20 years off their life. They're all they're afraid for a lot of reasons. But just I love watching the people behind her. Recently, Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg said that during the COVID-19 pandemic, the establishment kind of waffled a bunch of facts and then asked for a bunch of things to be censored that in retrospect ended up being more debatable or true. Did the CDC work with Meta, or I like to call it Facebook still, to censor or otherwise alter any post? Here's what I can tell you. The most important thing that has gotten us out of this pandemic, I think, is our vaccine and how well they work and how safe they are. I understand that. And it was really important that the American people understand how well they worked and how safe they are. I understand it. But but in terms of the communications, that is, again, something that I'm not going to speak to because it is currently under court. So you're not going to answer the question? Uh, It is currently under court litigation. I hear that so much on everything we do. It's uh, it's currently under investigation. Did the president take a bribe? Dr. Jackson is currently under investigation. Right. See, here's an important point to make, guys. And really think about how this is the kind, this is the way the government works. Do they use false investigations from the two party stooges that pretend they fight each other? Right. So this ongoing investigation by the right against the left. Which, by the way, when's the last time any of those ever amounted to anything, ever? What happened to the Clintons again in the pay-to-play scam, which we proved? Oh, yeah, nothing, right? That was Republicans that were going, well, what happened? So ask yourself, do they use false investigations to give you the appearance that they're going after the left or going after the right? Only to stifle or hide information just like that by going, oh, apologies, I can't comment. It's an ongoing investigation. Really think about that for a minute. And that really speaks to the controlled the theater that all this ultimately is. 
Did the CDC ever work with Facebook to craft internal policies on censoring posts regarding the COVID pandemic? Again, this is something that is under court litigation. What I will say, though, it is so very important to get correct factual information out to people to understand the overwhelming benefit of these vaccines over the very What about Twitter? Everything, everything today shows you that's not true. Now, I'm going to make an important point about the time. She tries to make a distinction about the time, and this is the game they're playing. And I'll show you, but the point is, she's lying, blatantly. Everybody can see the ever information right now, peer-reviewed, shows you that that's a complete and blatant lie. From day one to right now, they have hurt people. They haven't stopped transmission. They've increased all sorts of wildly dangerous side effects. They know this. Can you answer that? I, I, again, under court. So you refuse to answer the question. No, what I'm saying is it is under court litigation, oh. and I will say that the most important thing that we were working towards at CDC is to get facts out to people so they understood in plain language okay. what was but, important, which is time, the I'm going to reclaim my time. Facebook's policy on coronavirus misinformation dated February 8, 2021, said that it would purge, quote, false claims, including the notion that COVID-19 is man-made or manufactured. Director, did the CDC ever recommend that Facebook or other companies censor posts promoting the lab leak theory? Mm-hmm. We are all, we're speaking to the same thing. These are all uh, situations that are under court litigation. I will not be. So, so what exactly is under court litigation? Right. Every possible thing that even tangentially relates to the concept of censorship. No. This is, I mean, even from a congressional point, they should be like, not true. Answer the question. Like you're right there. She's blatantly lying. And just so that's the point. She gets to just sidestep any conversation about whether or not they did this. Not every single thing under the sun is being investigated. But that's how this game works. Did did the CDC ever recommend that Facebook or other companies censor posts suggesting that vaccines did not prevent the infection or or spread of COVID-19? What was most important to CDC was to get information about how well the vaccines were working and how safe they are. And, um, you know, many of the questions, all of the questions that you're asking are along the same lines. They're currently under litigation in the courts. In, in, In one email, a CDC official tells a Twitter employee that, quote, CDC is working on a project with census to leverage their infrastructure to, to identify and monitor social media for vaccine misinformation, unquote. The point is, we already know this, guys. That he's just trying to get her to acknowledge it. That's why these things tend to be, you know, where they just ask the questions, they don't answer, but they get it on the record. But we know this stuff, not just because of the Twitter screenshots that I agree are true, but we never got to see the source material, which I think was exactly the point. But nonetheless, we know this long before the Twitter screenshots. We know this stuff, guys. They censored. They worked together. We saw people get simultaneously censored in the same moment across multiple platforms. It's not that hard to understand. And that they would, quote, lack the opportunity to work with Twitter's trust team on a regular basis to discuss what they are seeing, end quote. So, Director, did the CDC work on a regular basis with Twitter or other companies to monitor or censor vaccine misinformation? Congressman, my answer is the same. It's the same, it's the same line of questioning. We wanted to get important information out to the people so that they would favor vaccines because they were working. They were preventing severe disease and death. Now realize that her answer to did you censor this is we work to get information out. How is that even an answer to that? Like you could say, well, I can't answer because litigation. But that you act like your answer is we worked hard to get information out to f- for facts and safe and effective. I mean, you're not even an- you're not even uh, even in the same ballpark as the question. You're trying to set the narrative over and over that no, well, I can't say no because yes, you obviously censored. I mean, these people are, you know, pants on fire, absurdly lying. I understand, but it turns out that 
some of the perspectives that the government censored, like the lab leak theory and some questions about the vaccine, were, were correct all along. Uh-huh. But the government censored that. Yep. A lab leak is possible. I would go even further to say the lab leak is probable. Look, it, they, we don't need the government to give us a bone and say, okay, now you can talk about it. Now we decided it doesn't matter what side is saying this. The point is it still becomes the government saying, go ahead now. Now you can do it. It was always okay, guys. It doesn't matter if you have zero evidence whatsoever to wake up one day and go, could it have been a lab leak? That is absolutely acceptable, whether free speech or not, because it's of course possible. (laughs) I mean, that's what was so dumb about all of this. They tried to act like we know for sure. It's just about controlling the flow of information. Uh, even some in the in the government have admitted that the vaccine did not stop spread or infection. I'm not saying it was completely bad, but it did not stop the spread or infection. I think oh, I'm saying it's completely bad. It's a, it's it's murdering people, guys. There's not even a joke. We should not be win- mincing words about this thing. The peer reviewed science makes it undeniably clear. They lied about their original phase three, the phase three data. To say it was safe and effective, 95%, that data from day one, to get ahead of what she's about to say, shows you that this was dangerous compared to nothing, compared to not taking it. 36% increase in serious adverse events. Hospitalization, death, permanent disability. That's what that means. Their own data shows this. Listen to what she's about to say. Actually, if I could actually um, just correct that point, and that is initially it did. For the Wuhan strain and for the Alpha strain, all of the early data in the literature published in the New England Journal demonstrated that for those who worked, if you didn't get infected, that you were not transmitting it to other people. And it it had very high efficacy early on, up to 96%. Fake news. I mean, this is so this is what blows me away. This is the equivalent of Nikki Haley or any of these other ridiculous people still continuing to say Assad gassed this and Assad carried out chemical attacks. How many how much more evidence do we need coming from corporate sources, including independents as well, or in addition, uh, independent sources that they lied about that? Del, Carlo, Carlo Del Ponte from the U.N. all the way back in the beginning said, yep, that was the rebels. And we saw them and they just, they just keep lying. I don't know what else we need to see, guys. This is the crazy part we're at, where we have the information. Now, I'm not saying you have to blindly trust this study. But my point is, this study is what earlier they were saying, trust the science, right? Well, here is the current level of this discussion. September 2022, not redacted. Nothing's come out after this on this topic. Serious adverse events of special interest following the COVID injections. Randomized trials in adults. Even Peter Doshi, the British Medical Journal's senior editor, and the point, again, for the thousandth time, Dr. Maholcher said this on a show, and they were like, really? How is this not common knowledge? Secondary analysis by experts, not the pharma companies, by medical experts. Secondary analysis of Pfizer and Moderna's phase three trials found, from Pfizer's perspective, that the trial exhibited a 36% higher risk of serious adverse events in the vaccine group. Moderna, only a 6%. None of those are 95% effective. That is danger. Moderna has a 6% higher risk of dying or going to the hospital or being permanently disabled if you took the injection versus never taking it. It's as simple as that. And that goes along with everything else we see. Now, look, even if you disagree with this or tell me it's wrong, she knows that's there. So she's just making this up. So the point then on top of that is that what does she also say? Well, alpha, alpha and, and, and Wuhan strain. 
you're caught, Valensky, because what you kept saying through the whole process was Omicron changed everything, right? Omicron came along. Up until then, it was absolutely worth You're lying because on the record, you said Delta was when that wasn't stopping transmission. Then you tried to change the narrative later to make it only about Omicron because there's clearly something going on there. But now, apparently, you're admitting that it was Alpha forward that it stopped working. But guess what? The evidence right here shows you that it never actually stopped transmission. You know why? Because we already know that you never even tried to do that. You never tested to study for it. So all you had was observational post-injection. And what we have from that data shows you it didn't do any of that. But here she is just lying to your face. And the audience can tell. Congress clearly knows. And guess what's going to happen, guys? My prediction? Absolutely nothing. Because none of these people are actually fighting for you. So and, and that's it did part of change the, over time. I, I hate to interrupt, but my time's expired. But the, the that's something that this committee is going to continue to investigate. But with respect to censorship, uh, censoring dissenting opinions is unacceptable. And that's something else that this select committee needs to investigate. Now, we don't need to see that ever happen again. And I look forward to trying to present the truth to the American people about what role the government played in censoring dissenting medical opinions, which may well prove to be true. Kind of to be, I mean, as much as I like that exchange, it doesn't it also seem to be sort of a half heart, like this is a release valve, right? So not, so we're taking a small step away from safe and effective, everything worked to well, maybe we, maybe we'll find out that it was right all along. Guess what? We were there two years ago. <laughs> Too late. We already did. They're lying. It's over. We got it. It's done. They lost the narrative. But nonetheless, both sides of the paradigm keep drifting you forward into this unknown area where we're like, we're not sure. Maybe we'll find out tomorrow that it turns out they were all right. That's already happened. So I hate to kind of put a poo-poo on something that feels like a good moment, but the bottom line is this is how the game is played. The evidence has been here a long time. They lied. It's hurting people. It never worked. And the point is, I'm pretty sure we've been tested on with whatever's been going on in all of this. But they, they play this back and forth, and we act like we're not sure, and it never goes anywhere. This is how the game works when they keep you caught in the paradigm. Here is Mark Zuckerberg saying exactly what they were talking about, where he is admitting, yeah, well, they told us to censor some stuff that turned out not to be true. So she's hiding behind the ongoing investigation. Here's what he said. Information, I think, is um, has been a really tricky one because there are things that are kind of obviously false, right, that are maybe factual, um, but may not be harmful. Um, so it's like, all right, are you going to censor someone for just being wrong it's you know if, if there's no kind of harm implication of what they're doing i think that that's there's there's a bunch of real kind of issues and challenges there well you know, i hate stuff like this because it makes them sound all reasonable and well wh then where were you before zuckerberg three years ago the whole point was at that time nobody knew so it wasn't about like we know and you're lying it was about well we're not sure yet so we can't just let people say what they think don't forget that that's what actually happened. It wasn't about controlling, you know, our truth versus your conspiracy theory. It was that we were trolls trying to flesh this out. And we came up and go, well, here's an example. Here's the, here's Fort Detrick. Here's this. And they shut it down. Really understand that. So he knew they didn't care. 
But it's not just that you're wrong and being censored. It's also that you were right and being censored. But then I think that there are other places where it is, um, just take some of the stuff around COVID earlier on in the pandemic, where um, there were you know, real health implications, but there hadn't been time to fully vet a bunch of the scientific assumptions. And, you know, unfortunately, I think a lot of the kind of establishment on that, um, you know, kind of waffled on a bunch of facts and, you know, asked for a bunch of things to be censored that in retrospect ended up being, you know, more debatable or, or true. And that stuff is really tough, right? And really undermines trust in, in, in that. And um, cut, cut to the chase. He's admitting, as we all know, that the government told him to do it. He did it. So never use Facebook again, right? I mean, that's how that's where we should be at this point. He admitted that they reached out and said, Zuckerberg, censor these things. And you didn't go, no, free speech. I mean, it's just, it's this is sad. This this shouldn't be praised, what he just said. This is an after the fact, three years down the line, children already suffering. Oh, maybe we should have done it. Come on, that's sad. These people are trying to skate away after they knowingly played their parts. Now, here is an example of what's really going on. Dr. Peter McCullough testifies the truth about the number of people who died from the COVID injections. Estimates are from three different sources. One from Colombia by Pantazatos and Seligman. In 2021 alone, based on U.S. Census data and vaccine administration data, 178,000 Americans died due to the vaccine. 2021 alone, that's one estimate. Remember that most of these are undershots based on every, every metric. And you know, things like Bayer's are almost always undershots. The next one is by Skidmore and colleagues, Michigan State University, using social sciences data of people who knew others who died of the vaccine. His number came in for 2021 at 278,000 Americans. At the time of December of 2021, the CDC told America 9,000 Americans had died of the COVID-19 vaccine. The CDC, now that's what they had reported to them. Remember, if we don't have the vaccine card and we don't have the lot numbers and we don't have all the details, because when we enter Tavares, doctors enter Tavares, by the way, 86% of the time is a doctor, a coroner, a healthcare professional. If we don't have all the information, we can't make the entry because we have to put our name on the line on a Tavares report. But 9,000 deaths, the vast majority occurred on the day they took the shot or a few days afterwards, times the standard underreporting factor that's in the FDA record by David Wiseman, and this is a conservative number, underreporting factor of 30. In the peer-reviewed published literature right now, there's underreporting factors of 35 and 40. But let's take 30, and we're at 9,000 deaths. It's three times nine. It's 270,000 for 2021. 270. So if we've lost a quarter million Americans in 2021 and a similar number in 2022 due to the vaccine, now we're up to 500,000 Americans lost. And now Josh Sterling, who under oath in the text in the uh, United States Senate, using U.S. overall all-cause mortality data and U.K. all-cause mortality data, he's estimating the vaccine is responsible for 600,000 lives lost. This is more than the Civil War. This is a modern-day American tragedy that's happening. People are being pitted with losing their job and losing their livelihood or losing their life with a vaccine. And no one's apologizing for it.
just absolutely incredible. Here's another Vigilant Fox, by the way, with that last one and this next one as well. This is another one about COVID vaccines are causing the largest blood clots we've ever seen. I'm actually going to skip this one just because of time. But another, another great clip of, of McCola pointing these things out. And we know, we know this. This is important information. It's happening. And there's multiple doctors around the world telling us this. And yet we're not allowed to think about it. Here's another clip of, of, of Walensky. Now, again, this is my point from before. Like, I absolutely just, I really don't like Marjorie Taylor Greene. I think she's ridiculous. I think she's hyperbolic. I think she's just the epitome of all the things the two-party paradigm represent as a problem. And there's just as many on both sides. Nonetheless, part of what she does here, I think, is important. And it's just really about Walensky and the way she responds, so I can point out how Walensky is lying. This has also been ignored. The amount of miscarriages and still births that increased drastically due to your advice to get vaccinated. Pregnant women again, not people. And then we could go on and on about the tragic stories of myocarditis and many other things. But my question for you today, Dr. Walensky, is now that you're going to be leaving the CDC pretty soon, what job are you going to take? Are you going to be on the board of either Pfizer or Moderna? Because you've done one hell of a job at making sure that they've made a lot of money. Um, I mean, you know, as much as it's just meant to be a gotcha moment, which, again, in my, I, I kind of feel is meaningless, but it's still an important. I be, like, just for remembering this, I, let's wait and see, right? Because that's how this works. I bet you Walensky probably hated that question because it's a valid question, not in the sense that you can get her. Like, asking that now is kind of meaningless because she's going to say no. I'm not, no plans or whatever. But when she inevitably ends up in some kind of compromised position because they all seem to do that, Let's remember this. Somebody don't let don't let me forget about this. Let me, remember, remind me to follow up whenever this happens so we can point this out and say she she lied or whatever else. And this is how this game you usually goes. But here's your answer. And I yield back. Thank you for that question. Maybe first I will comment that um, CDC is not responsible for the purchase of vaccines, so I can't speak to the to all of the economics that you spoke to. Um, I will do want to talk a minute about the vaccine adverse um, reporting vaccine adverse event reporting system. So that system is intended for any person who has gotten a vaccine. If, She's pushed this lie before, by the way. If they have an untoward event after that vaccine, whether or not is related to the vaccine they true. report. That's not true, guys. That's not true. First of all, the idea that we're supposed to pretend that they're going to leave the office and somehow report that, even though doctors are the ones that report this, like people are able to do this. But by and large, as McCullough told you, this is doctors reporting this stuff, right? The bottom line is they tried to make this out to be some conspiracy theorist dumping ground. And that's the way they hid behind that. And only children bought that narrative because it's easy to prove they've always used it this way. Always. It's always been unverified. As I keep pointing out, Dr. Rain in 2006 to The Guardian admitted this about the MHRK yellow card system, saying we don't need to verify any of it. The signal enough is alone is enough. They know that. So she knows she's lying to you guys. They know what they're doing. That's my point. If you know the information, you, you can easily suss out the fact that they're just playing the game. No, it's not just anybody anywhere reporting this stuff. But even if it was the case, then that's always been the case. And then why are you treating it differently today? Based on the idea that it could be conspiracy theorists? Have you proven that? No. So this is all a game. It is intended to have an over-reporting. All of the vaccines, not all, most of the vaccines that were being given, remember we, we gave 676 million doses of that, the vaccine. Any adverse event, if you got hit by a truck after you got your vaccine, that was reported to the vaccine adverse event reporting system. We had seen... Explain that to me. 
explain that really, really stupid argument. So you're so somebody leaves the building. Thanks, guys. Okay, bye. Are, they're not then going, okay, where are you going? Call me when you get there. That's not what's happening. They barely even care about things that happen in the office. We've already proven this. They're so afraid to be caught by conspiracy theorists. But you're telling me this person leaves the office, drives home, gets hit by a truck, and then somehow that person's going to find out about that and then go, oh, I'm going to file a virus report. Does anybody believe that? You know that she doesn't believe that. She is a liar. That's simple as that, guys. That's about the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Nobody's doing that. CDC have a responsibility to comb through every single one of them to review the medical charts and to see if they are related. It is the case that the vaccine doesn't. Hold on. To review the medical. CDC have a responsibility to comb reporting system. We at CDC have a responsibility okay. to comb through every single yes, one of them to do. review the medical charts and they to do. see if they are related. They do. Is- and guess what? They haven't done that, which I've even got them on the record saying that. You know why? Because they don't have the resources to do this. They don't have the resources to follow up and do autopsies on literally over 300,000 deaths, let alone all the adverse events in regard to permanent disability, hospitalization. They've admitted this, guys. They, don't, they haven't even come close. You know what they're doing? They're not looking at all. That's easily provable today. It's been three years. Where's the evidence? So she's lying again. Is the case that the vaccine doesn't prevent Ms. Ms. Walensky, I'll reclaim my time. You did nothing about that and continue to push vaccines. That's what the American people care about. I agree with we that. review all of the things that come into nope. the vaccine adv- adverse event reporting no, system. I'd be happy to have our staff educate your staff on the. I don't want my staff educated. You should educate the American people about what you've done of 1.5 million reports because they feel like you've done nothing and continue to say safe and effective. Um, Maybe I will just close by saying um, I don't have plans after I uh, step down. Thank you. Right. I mean, it's just a lie, guys. It's absolutely and it's easy to prove. I've done it three different times on this show. The idea that one, just just basic, you just showing resources and what they've done. It's not possible for them to have done what they claim that is ongoing everywhere. But they've also admitted it. They've also made this argument more than once in other times when it was necessary to make that argument where they haven't followed up on every single one of them. But you can see that smug little smile right there. That's the smile of somebody who is not going to be held accountable. Now, Dr. Claire Craig points out, note the following, pre-Omicron, pre-Omicron, pre-vaccine peak hospitalizations were 120 per million. With less dangerous Omicron, the vaccinated peak was 200 per million. Is that meant to be a success? Right. That's not how that works. The claim here is that the unvaccinated had a hospitalization rate six times higher than before. Reality is that the unvaccinated rate is hugely distorted by the wrong denominator. No one has measured the size of the unvaccinated population, and therefore the number is a guess, the wrong guess. But on top of all of that, we have all the other things we've gone over, the 15 to 21 day, 14 to 21 day period where they pretend they're unvaccinated and all, and, and just the basic reality that their own evidence, both per 100,000 as well as majority, shows you that people are getting the injection and getting more illness spreading more illness just like the newest study that literally found peer-reviewed the more injections you get the higher risk you have of getting COVID-19 they can't stand this these people like Ian Copeland down here who loves to use like 14 laughing emojis and everything he ever does to make it look like he's somehow right all the time these people are sad absolutely sad and it's time will time will reveal this guys it's already happening there's no way you can just keep screaming against even the evidence inside the, the science crowd as I keep pointing out, are getting buried in the science that they're saying isn't there. Here's the Office for National Statistics from the ONS. 
or that mean ONS from from the UK. Eight thousand eight hundred thirty nine deaths were registered in, in England and Wales this week during June the second, uh, ending to the second of June, twenty twenty three. That was twelve point three percent higher than the five year average. But this is success, right? We did it. We won. The injections were good. COVID is over. But magically, we keep we're fluctuating between twelve and fifteen to twenty percent excess death all the time. Hooray! This is sad, and this is the point Barry makes. 10 to 15% excess death nearly every single week this year. Nobody cares. Must have been COVID. But we're not proving that, because we don't want to look. Because when we look, we can prove it's not. But must be. We don't know. Dr. Peter McCullough points out this should be an all-hands-on-deck effort to find out why so many European children are dying. First factor to be evaluated. COVID vaccines. Nobody cares. Excess death over baseline. Look at the explosion in 0 to 14 death after the beginning of the injections. Success, right, for kids that have a less than flu risk, according to, I mean, peer-reviewed science, including everybody else. All the data shows you that under 70, actually under 79, was less than the flu, according to the clear, the, the let's just grab that since I'm bringing it up. Oops, dang it, I hate when I do that. Let's see. Got it right here. Oh, I shouldn't be wasting time, actually. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Make sure I'm not missing something. Okay. So point here again, peer-reviewed, the Ionitis group, wildly respected. Infection fatality rate was 0.0003% under 19 years old. The main point at a global level, pre-vaccination in 2020, 0.03 under 59, 0.07 under 69. 94% of the global population is under 70. That means 94% of the world was at less risk of the flu from the very beginning, and it only got less. At what point are we trusting the science, guys? Who's that? Walensky, are you trusting the science? Clearly, you're going along with narrative. And this person points out the, I'm just going to skip this, but you can watch it for yourself, as, as uh, Do- D- uh, Ed Dowd points out yet again, his thesis is the vaccine is causing all of this. And they reiterate twice during the interview. I have to say, you're not a doctor and you're not an expert and you don't know it twice during the interview. And DP makes a great point. Remind me again, do they do that when Bill Gates comes on? Right? No. Why? How do you explain that? Right? I mean, they're sure to say that, but they've never done it for Bill Gates or Tedros or any of the rest of them that aren't actually doctors. Because it's always about downplaying the narrative from a corporate level. Now, just one quick thing I wanted to play. I can't prove this is associated to anything other. I mean, who knows? But I just want this to be seen because this is very strange. We've seen a lot of this. And this is, beyond doubt, something that can and has happened because of the injection. And we keep seeing more of these. And there's something very strange about this. Just want people to see this. Canada. Based on how it ends, to me now, looking at it, it's like he walks outside, something's wrong. We've done, you know, we've all done this. We walk out, you're like, man, I don't, I don't feel right. Something's wrong. That's just my opinion. Are you 
And he was obviously seizing. Look, I mean, people have seizures. There's people who are epileptic, right? These things happen. But what I, I'm not saying that's why I'm saying I don't know whether this is connected or not. Larry! What we just need to realize. James? Okay, okay. What happened? Right, now. right so the way that the family's responding tells me this is not something he's normally dealing with. Okay, but it's okay. It's all right. Thank Jane? You. Yeah, it's okay. Jane? Call. Lori, call Jocelyn. Yeah, I got one one coming here. Gosh, man, my, my point is simply this. We don't we can't prove that. And it would be irresponsible to say we know what caused it. But what I do know is I've never seen this many examples like this of people like this suffering from unexpected problems when they're healthy and young. And we must be able to see that we need to stop allowing these people to dictate our, you know, what we're willing to consider and discuss because of politics. Now, one last thing I want to get into before I think we jump into the next topic was just the reiteration of this. Here, here, I didn't even hear about BNT162B3. Apparently, it was just an older, another version they were floating around in 2020 that went through a couple of trials and who knows where it's going to end up. But I wanted to make another point just to reiterate this, that what we're dealing with in all of these discussions and every single one of them as it lists right here, plain as day, similar to BNT126B2, the one that's being given to everybody, this B3 one uses, guess what? Nucleoside modified RNA, otherwise known as mod RNA technology. That's what this is. That's this one. Now, just to reiterate here again, this is from the older one, but it says the same thing here. Company manage, management confirmed to us, this is 2020, the fifth COVID-19 construct in this in the BNT162 kind of grouping to enter the clinic uses modified mRNA just like BNT162B2. You guys know this, but it's important that we make sure people understand this. And here it is, same thing. This is telling you, Comirnaty is a modified RNA, a mod RNA vaccine. Okay. And just to reiterate, here's this absurd weatherman telling us you're wrong, right? The point is, as he responds again, going, no, you're wrong. And everyone checks T-Lab to find out if the truth is, you know, like make, trying to make fun of people who are right. Mr. Dan Satterfield here. And I said, and oh, this, this other person I'm not familiar with chimes in and says, nope, you utter clown. Here is more proof that you are dangerously misinforming people. But something tells me you're either too ignorant or too realized or too cowardly to care because he said something mean to me. <laughs> but the point was, yep, it's right there. And here's Comirnaty, same thing. The bottom line is it's all right in the documentation and people just either don't know, don't care or feel like misinforming people. Here's a breakdown on mRNA versus mod RNA you can check out. And one last point in this before we jump into the next topic, and I'm going to try to rush through it, actually, which I didn't want to do, but Vigilant Fox points out, your unvaccinated blood may be far more valuable than you think. And it's just a conversation about people that are trying to open up other channels and so on. Guess what Twitter did? You know, free speech Twitter that's fighting for the truth and the right wing, everything, right? Blood banks do not sort blood based on COVID vaccination. You know why Twitter tells you this? Because Twitter tells you there's no difference between vaccinated and unvaccinated blood. Thanks, fact check on Twitter. Where are all the right-wing people telling you Elon's fine? What happened to that? I thought Twitter was on your side. Well, now it's going to be Yaccarino did it or whatever. It's always been this way, guys. Twitter never really changed. Time for us to realize that. Oh, hey, what happened to the Twitter files? Everyone that screeched at us about how we were wrong and you were going to dump all the source material and we're going to prove everything and all the Fauci files. Oh, yeah, that's not happening. Wake up, guys. We were played or those that bought it were played. The point is this is wrong. Here's Twitter misinforming people with their stupid fact checks. And as I say, hey, community notes, I guess you just missed all that inconvenient peer-reviewed science saying otherwise in your extensive fact check. Why am I not surprised? 
You know this already. We've done this a million times. It's the Red Cross discussion where we're doing the same thing. Red Cross says, we don't do this because there's no difference in the blood. We don't differentiate because the vaccine is not under the bloodstream. Fake. 2023. Vaccine sequences, circuit of the blood, 28 days. That's only one of the many that I've shown. Now, Twitter towing the same line because it's all fighting for you, right? Now, I'm going to skip this, too. You should watch the video. It's important. But Children's Health Defense, 12 infants perish in a clinical trial for the new RSV shot. FDA recommends anyway because they fight for you, right? EPA, FDA, they're all fighting for your health, clearly, as they do things to put you in danger. Four of the 12 infants' deaths in the AstraZeneca trial were from cardiac arrest. Two of them died from SIDS, which means we have no idea even though they call it something that seems like they know. That's SIDS means we don't know. So does SADS. They don't know. Look it up. The FDA claimed the deaths were unrelated to AstraZeneca's monoclonal antibody injection, but how often do you hear about four babies naturally dying of cardiac arrest in one clinical trial? God dang it. This is so frustrating how obvious all this is. They're hurting people, man. Well, talking about children, which is obviously one of the big focuses in all of this for me, let's talk about the next thing. We recently made a big focus on the weaponization of the transgender movement and the clear focus on your kids. Now, I've made it so clear over the time I've talked about this that I'm not talking about every transgender person, every gay person. I'm talking about the movement and the industry being built around this and how they're being played if they're going along with this. Because it's not about equality. It's not about equal rights. It's not about anything other than the bigger push behind it all, as far as I can tell. Now, there's people that believe that and some people that are within this acting for those things. The point, though, is that anybody who's pushing this on children is a problem for me. Now, here's Glenn Greenwald pointing out a video that I thought was pretty disconcerting. Now, right out of the gate, I'll tell you that the video is, at least on the surface, meant to be kind of a parody. Not a parody so much as making it, they're saying, yes, we're coming for your kids, but they get into, you know, about making them a better person. But it doesn't really matter, though, does it? Because what they're basically saying is, what we're fighting for is trying to make them better. And so, yes, we are coming for your children. Two things you could argue before we play this again is, one, they're not the only ones doing it. So may, you may think that, but this predator over here in that same community, which you've proven, may think otherwise. And they're just as likely to get involved with this discussion. But on top of that, maybe you just different, see differently the things these parents don't want. Maybe to you, it's about making them a better person, but that includes teaching them things that we know aren't true or teaching them things that allows them to feel they can alter their body in dangerous ways or take chemicals they can never take back because... That's just making them a better person. You see my point? But this is so damn concerning to me because it's exactly what we're saying and being told we're crazy for. Just because we they argue they're fighting for something else doesn't change the fact that they now, this group at the very least, it's coming from the San Francisco's Gay Men's Choir, who is rife with all sorts of other problems I can point out, are saying, yeah, you're right. We are coming for your children. Even if it's meant to be a joke. First we've made over the... As we celebrate pride on the progress we've made over these past years, there's still work to be done. So to those of you out there who are still working against equal rights, we have a message for you. Before it even gets into it, who's here's the point, guys. Some people are out there working against equal rights, whatever that means. But the way you frame anybody who just has a problem with some of these things as e- fighting against equal rights, where is this even about equal rights? You have the rights as anybody else. You don't have the right to do this to children. To focus anything on children, whether or not you think it's benign. The point is, it's not your child. You have no right to try to focus on other people's children. This is not about equal rights. The way that they contort this discussion into being that, well, that child might be trans and therefore they have a right to do things the parent won't let them. That's violating their rights. 
Well, what happened to the whole conversation about children, parents, and rights that don't exist until post-18 and blah, blah, blah? It doesn't matter when they're trans. Apparently, no, none of these conversations or all these conversations get contorted and altered when it ends up being a gay relationship or trans relationship. And suddenly, we end up in a position where we're saying things that completely contradict what we said 30 seconds ago because, oh, I don't want to be a bigot. You think we're sinful? You fight against our rights. You say we all lead lives you can't respect. Nope. No. But you're just frightened. Oh. You think that we'll corrupt your kids if yeah. our agenda goes unchecked. Mm-hmm. Funny. Just this once, you're correct. Well, interesting. We'll convert. Interesting. He just said corrupt your children. And then said, you're correct. So even his own little play on words where he gets into, we're going to corrupt them by making them good people. You still said corrupt them, didn't you? And said, yes, you're correct. So just hear that. Funny, just this once, you're correct. We'll convert your children. Happens bit by bit, quietly and subtly. And you will barely notice it. You can keep them from disco. Warn about San Francisco Make him wear pleated pants We don't care We'll convert your children We'll make them tolerant And fair At first I didn't get why you'd be so scared Of us turning your children into Accepting, caring people But I see now why you'd have a problem with that Okay, so that's maybe how you perceive it, right? But at what point did you feel that you have a right to step over what parents want and for, because this is where we are today, where there's been this kind of accepted, like, this is what you should all think, and too bad if you don't agree. Is that what we used to pretend this country was about, or free speech, or anything? None of that matters to any of these people. I'm not talking about just this movement, I'm talking about the government, and we should always know that they've never cared about these things. They're just pulling the rug out, guys. Just like you worried... They'll change their group of friends. You won't approve of where they go at night. Yeah, I mean, right there. Isn't that a problem? Don't parents have a right to discuss this? You see, they, it's so far past this. Now, you could watch the rest of this for yourself. You get the gist of it. It's kind of taunting these parents by saying, we'll convert them into good people. But you're still telling people you're going to actively do this. And that's a huge problem for me. Now, Glenn Greenwald gets into this, and you can read this for yourself. There's all, there's, like, there's conversations down here about the San Francisco Gays Men's Choir and how there's been all sorts of weird criminal problems with certain people. And, you know, yeah, well, weirdly enough, it overlaps with this very conversation. I'll let you look into that for yourself. Now, here is one we played before. Now, in the interest of time, I'm just going to point it out. It's somebody in California under AB 957 telling you that if you do not affirm your child's belief about their gender— that you're in trouble, that that's the new law, and that means they'll likely take your kids away, right? This is what we just talked about. It's not a secret. So a child who could be wrong, who could be confused, as we'll get into in a minute, might actually come out and say something, I feel like I'm a dragon today. Well, they don't. They, that's not what she's talking about, but guess what? That is part of this discussion, right? Don't we know that? Here's a woman or a person who tells you that their pronouns are fey and pup. So that's supposed to, so of course, of course, if you bring this up to her, she'll studiously avoid even getting into it and say, well, no, we're not. What's a woman? Well, I just, blah, blah, blah. okay. Well, the point is that's part of the conversation. As you well know, people identifying as, as vamps, vampires, these are all real guys. That's what they're claiming. And of course the community goes, you can be whatever you want. Well, that's not true. 
even based on the actual science within the community, you still got to take all sorts of dangerous chemicals and puberty blockers and, and then surgery. That's not be whatever you want. You can't take that back. And we'll show you in a minute. But here is this person telling you their pronouns. It's one of my new pronouns. So I use they, fey, and pup pronouns currently. And fey for me is because I am a fairy. I am fairy gender. And fey is really just validating for that part of my identity. So yeah, fey pronouns because I'm fairy. Help it up. Okay. So that counts too, apparently. So now a person comes up and says, I'm a fairy. Apparently, if you don't go, uh-huh, you want some puberty blockers? then you're going to get your kids taken away in California. This is wildly alarming. This is what I'm talking about. Is this every trans person's fault? Hardly, guys. This is the government's fault. And there are lots of trans people that are okay with it, but also people that are being convinced, otherwise being manipulated. Now, James Esses points out, for daring to say that children should not be prescribed irreversible and harmful puberty blockers, which is the what the current level of science we know of shows you, that's, of course, because we also don't have long-term studies. And he was expelled from his master's degree. As of yesterday, it's official NHS England policy, yet he remained expelled. So the point is, they're now saying, well, we shouldn't give him the children. So he comes out and says what their current policy is, and he still gets kicked out. Why? Because this is not about, po- this is about something much darker. And this, the momentum is out of control. He says, cancer culture is real and it must be stopped. A British foster mother, according to Andy No, which I'll show you the article, was reported to Child Protective Services by a teacher after she wrote an email to the school questioning the teaching of a gender ideology. The teacher wanted to foster children to be removed from her care as revenge for her views. Now, that's obviously Andy's framing of it, but it's not actually incorrect. I'm going to skip this as well. You guys can read it for yourselves. The point is, the, t- the, the mother spoke up and simply goes, well, it's the teaching of the gingerbread person, and I'll show you this. It's not just the name. And the woman is basically saying that the, 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 the teacher reached out after this and all that she was, all she did was reach out and say that she's a, there's something wrong here. This seems unscientific. And so the woman reached out to the school board and said, do we really want this teach? This woman says right here, these girls are well presented, well fed, looked after physically and loved. But how are they going to grow up in terms of their views? If their views are hearing things like this. Okay, so every there every need is being met. They're even loved. But uh-oh, they have ideas that we don't consent to, that we don't agree with. Tell me you don't see how obvious that problem is. Now you've got teachers that are reaching across parents to the school board and saying they're saying things at home that we can't control. The state very clearly believes they have control over your children, guys. We're long past that point. They're just revealing it to you now. Do we want children in care who are already traumatized to expound similar bigoted viewpoints? Well, who's to say it's even bigoted? Who's to say you're just not completely scientifically incorrect or that you're the one being bigoted? The point is people disagree, but that's not up for you to decide anymore. The government does. And her mom simply said, it's not okay for her to judge or police my tone or thinking. That's overstretching her remit and compelled speech is one of the first steps of fascism. Luckily enough, she has a good track record, so they backed away. But this teacher tried to get these kids taken. Here's what they're teaching them. The gingerbread person. Oh, look, your identity's in your brain. But apparently your orientation resolves in your heart. It, it, resolves, it resides in your heart muscle. You get my point? This is a disgusting contortion of partial science with personal feelings. So you're, apparently your heart muscle is where you decide? Well, no, we know that's not true. It's not your heart muscle. It pumps blood. Of course, the idea we love to pretend is that your heart is where you, you know, I, lo- I can feel it in my heart. Well, that's, that's an expression, guys. But yet, here's what you're teaching children, that your orientation is in your heart. 
Sexual orientation is who you are physically, spiritually, emotionally attracted to. Well, what does that have to do with your heart muscle? This is, as she wrote in the article, unscientific nonsense. And this is, they're teaching this to your children. Now, the bottom line is, there are people that don't agree with this from a scientific level. It's like a climate change conversation. And the point is, because the government makes sure these things never get resolved, and they end up pushing things that have nothing to do with science like this, we end up in a middle. But the, the point is, if it's not resolved, then why is it already being taught? Because there's something much more dark, much darker going on. The Independent wrote something as stupid as this. What the white supremacist roots of biological sex reveal about transphobic feminism. <laughs> what? <laughs> My God. Well, the point is, and I saw this from uh, Sal the Agorist laughing at it. First of all, explain for me what the white supremacist roots of biological sex mean. Okay, so back to the beginning of time. Apparently, the first organism that was able to have biological sex was a white supremacist. Right? <laughs> okay, so biology is racist now. That's the whole point they're making. Apparently, the idea of biological sex was invented by white supremacists because of racism, and we just all pretend that was just biology from the beginning. My God, this is stupid. On top of that, what do you mean trans? So, yep, just my point. They're eating themselves alive. So now women who are feminists are transphobic or lesbians are actually just transphobic trans people that are that haven't realized they're trans that's actually happening right now and nobody seems to care here's a teacher at their school telling you that children as young as three years old know that they're trans no, they don't, lady. That's not true. Because we've all been through our childhood and we understand that we don't even, we barely understand our sexual feelings even in the beginning of puberty, let alone before you're even having puberty to feel these things. You don't understand. But what you're doing is telling children this. They then get to pick like a superhero character action figure what they're going to be tomorrow. Except we don't talk about the fact that puberty blockers you want to give them immediately are super dangerous. But here's Biden telling you, it's wrong that Florida banned transgender surgeries for minors. So what the, what Libs of TikTok says is the position of the Biden administration, which is what you take from that, is that it's okay for kids to get irreversible sex change surgeries and puberty blockers, which both of which are in fact happening. Here is a, then, by the way, for those that just want to dismiss all of this because Libs of TikTok, well, that's a pretty stupid thing to do. Yes, it's obvious this account is very clearly bar partisan, and I would point out all of them tend to obfuscate or do certain things because of that partisanship, but these are true things. You can look them up for yourself. This person celebrates Pride Month by advertising pronoun stickers, trans flags, and staff badges, and boasting about their programs for trans youth, which includes puberty blockers for trans youth, which I'll show you again in a minute. Here they are discussing in this clip that, well, they don't really have evidence to support the long-term treatment on kids, which we know, which is the truth which I'll show you right here. The main point of this to reiterate is June 15th, 2022, the Associated Press made a couple of things really clear. The World Professional Association for Transgender Health, one of the largest groups in the country, if not the largest that is talking about this, first of all, is telling you that 14-year-olds, they can start having surgeries on the breasts and homer blockers and all sorts of other dangerous things. But to cut to the chase, one of the people I've already shown you that works there Psychologist Erica Anderson actually resigned her post as a board member of this group. Why? Because she said they're being sloppy with the treatments they're giving to kids without adequate counseling. These are people working there. Now, if they if the, if the trans community saw this, they would call her anti-trans, despite the fact that she's literally championing this leading group and still working with this. It's just that's how this ends to go. Dr. Marcy Bowers, who guess what, is the president of this group. 
has also expressed the same concerns about hasty treatment. And we're supposed to pretend like it's wrong to point this out. They're pointing this out. Dr. Julia Mason, an Oregon pediatrician who also raised concerns about the increasing numbers of youngsters who are getting transgender treatment, said too many in the field are jumping the gun. She argues there isn't strong evidence in favor of medical treatment for kids. Has to be proven before we do this. Well, court not to the U.S. government. She says most rigorous research studies comparing treated kids with outcomes and untreated kids would be unethical or some experts, they say, would be unethical to try to compare to find out if it's hurting them. Why? Because that would cause harm to the psychology of the trans kids. No, that's a that's a scape. That's a sidestep to not have to study the because they know what they'll find, that it's hurting people the same way. They don't want to compare vax to unvax because you'll find out the truth. The new guidelines include starting medication called puberty blockers before they're even in puberty. They know this, guys. They know it's dangerous. It also talks about bone problems from these very things. Blockers that they're giving them, they can weaken the bones if they start them too young. They're talking about six, seven, eight years old. Assigned males at birth, it says that they they also, although they have long-term evidence is lacking. There is no long-term studies. Sex hormones, often long, lifelong treatment. Long-term risks include infertility, weight gain, high blood pressure, strokes this is the short-term evidence guys it's, it just makes you sad that they know this and don't care the GNRH treatment this is what the one of these treatments are recommended as an instant treatment for adolescents diagnosed with gender dysphoria well that's not what they're saying anymore they don't want to be diagnosed with gender dysphoria they're saying we can choose what we want but the scientific and medical community are saying amongst themselves well we have to put this down otherwise they won't get their treatment we just showed you those videos so what's going on here is this about helping people if you have to lie about what they're dealing with to give them something it's this obvious guys here is the stat article we already read to you drugs used to halt puberty blockers in children may cause lasting health problems that's 2017 just like the other thing from, from the school. They've known this is dangerous, and they still don't care. Read it for yourself. Same points. We also talked about the illusion that is gender dysphoria in the whole the same point. That the community is now saying, and the schools are teaching your children, that it's just a simple choice. There's no side effects. There's no long-term problems. Just wake up one day and say, I'm a woman today. And then they go, well, let's give you puberty blockers just in case until you find out. That is what's happening. They're all telling you that. Then at the same time, already admitting that, yeah, these things are hurting people. So there is consequences. There are. So the community says, we don't have gender dysphoria anymore. That's bigoted. But the only way they can get treatment is as they write down gender dysphoria. That's an easily proven fact. Then we know, as an easily proven fact, that endocrine disrupting chemicals that are literally all over your body, everything you're wearing all over the world right now, because your government has apparently allowed this, 100% are causing gender dysphoria. Not everyone, all the time, but are in many cases. We're talking about things like dioxins, PFAS, glyphosate, which is literally everywhere. The injections themselves, we just proved in the last show, COVID-19 injections are one of the examples of causing all sorts of issues on your reproductivity, your fertility, your menstrual cycles. Same thing. Every single one of these things. Here's the studies to prove it. As we already showed you, 2016, the increasing prevalence of intersex variation from toxicological dysregulation in fetal reproductive. The point is to cut to the chase, the same thing. Intersex individuals may have concurrent physical disorders requiring lifelong medical intervention and experience gender dysphoria. It's all about the evidence of endocrine disrupting chemicals and causing, as this peer-reviewed science found, 
gender dysphoria. So in some cases, what they're doing to the world is causing these kids to have weird problems where they question their gender and sexuality. Now, as we've talked about in the past, if this whole fervor wasn't taking place, many of them would just grow out of it. Even though they're clearly being affected by this, they would eventually grow into a different, they wouldn't feel like they have to alter their body in ways to meet some kind of socially acceptable perception. And what's weird about it is that's, that is what it is. Even though they pretend that it's a, a fringe side thing that's being attacked and shot, it's not, guys. As I said the other day, when you have things like this, wherever this was, that's not fringe. That is prominent mainstream. The flag hanging at the White House, guys, that's what's happening. So it's not like there's some under-discussed point. But there's many other studies, same thing. Exposure to phthalates, that's the plastics, gender-related role behaviors in eight-year-olds. It's changing children and the way they act. 2014, endocrine-disrupting chemicals, sex and gender-relevant endpoints. All of this is easily proven. Is EDC blurring issues of gender? Yes. They all find yes. 2005. Fluid, gender fluidity and hormone disruptors may increase gender dysphoria. What do you know? Dr. Peter McCullough, who I'm talking with in a half hour, these surgeries should be, have never been contemplated yet attempted on young people. States are shutting down transgender programs for good reasons. No PrEP or CARES Act to provide a legal, legal immunity. Um, now I'm going to, this is, this article is hard to look at guys. Again, I, I, the only way I can read this is by showing some of these pictures in here. Then this is, this is pretty graphic. So heads up again. You got children watching. I recommend you don't let them see this. Okay. Failed surgical creations of Fowley and women. This is from Peter, Dr. Peter McCullough <clears throat> and his Substack. The fl- are, as flags are raising high for Pride Month, I am reviewing the literature on transgender surgeries and bringing you the results. Unfortunately, the women who are attempting to look like a man, surgical creation of a penis has been an elusive fantasy, which we just talked about. It's Frankenstein stuff, guys. It's not, they're not even working. Robinstein et al. reported. There's another peer-reviewed scientific study on the things that they're ignoring because trust the science, right? 129 women who underwent attempted surgery to either create a penis or make a sensitive phallus structure for sexual pleasure. 129 patients underwent genital reconstruction surgery. 79 patients, 61% underwent palloplasty only. 32 patients underwent, uh, where was it? Oh, it's down here. Just going over the different treatments. Okay, now prepare yourselves. It's hard, rough pictures to look at. Now, patients reported 281 complications requiring 142 revisions. Okay, we have 129 people going through the process. 281 complications. So that means multiple complications in one person is the usual. Requiring 142 revisions. We're not even sure what that means. Worsened mental health. In 20%. Okay, so one of the biggest arguments is they're doing this to help their mental health. 20% of the people that went through this, and this is only a short follow-up, went through an increased mental health problems. Here's the hard pictures to look at. I'm only going to show them quickly. Oh, it just makes me sick. It's ruining people. In summary, these surgical complications are far too frequent and very serious. General reconstruction surgery and women attempting to create phalli and take on the appearance of a man should be abandoned. My God. Oh, and here it is at the children's Boston Children's Hospital, just in case we're confused about what's going on. Here is in a very important clip, a 28-year-old woman, 28 years old. I'll, I'll let her describe the wild hypocrisy that is this, this video. Not from her, but what we're being told. 
Oh, I got, I think I missed this one actually. Hold on. She is going to tell you she went in to get her tubes tied as a 28 year old woman at a time when they're giving, doing surgery, which you've already proven to children on 15, 14, even very dangerous bottom surgery, but also puberty blockers, hormone treatments to kids that are also long lasting and problematic, right? Here's what she told, here's what she had to say. The doctor this week and, um, I first and foremost don't want kids. So I was asking her about getting my tubes tied to make sure I never have to have kids. Cause I have so many side effects with birth control. She was like, you're never going to find a doctor who's going to tie your tubes at 28. Which made me think, so me as a grown adult woman, a doctor won't tie my tubes in case I change my mind that I may want kids one day. However, doctors are castrating children. Children. But I'm a 28-year-old woman and a doctor won't tie my tubes in case I change my mind? Make it make sense. Make it make sense. How does that, how do you even put that together? Because of politics, guys. As I wrote in this article, the dark and surreptitious agenda driving the, in quotes, transgender movement. There's something inherently wrong with all of this and the fact that it seems to focus on your children in a lot of ways. And it's not just this movement. A lot of the government agendas seem to weirdly focus on your children, sort of like the opening point about COVID-19 injections and how they want to focus on your children. Make it make sense. Well, here is a woman reading a book that was given to her children. As you can see that it's clearly more than just the treatments and all this stuff. This is about en- about indoctrination. And it's not every trans, every gay. It is coming from the government, guys. Just like every other topic, it's about pitting us against ourselves. And that includes these people in this community. The problem is that this is about... As long as we keep fighting each other, we will not see the real culprit. And it goes so much bigger than just this one issue. And that's always how this works. Thank you for the opportunity to speak today. I am a lifelong North Carolinian. I've been in Wake County for most of my life and received my middle and high school education right here in Wake County Public Schools. I'm here today to express my concern about the priority of academic advancement and our need to invest more resources in the right places and less in the wrong places. This particular book is called Queer, the Ultimate LGBTQ Guide for Teens. It is in high schools throughout Wake County. I'll read some of it for you. Just as there are many different types of relationships, there are a gazillion ways to have sex. Not all gay men have anal sex, nor do all lesbians like oral sex. Not all trans guys wear dildos. It's a rainbow, darling. You'll need to figure out for yourself what... You get the point. For time, I have to shut it short, guys, but this is, this is, giving, this is given to children. How do you explain that? That's not about anatomy. That is about sexual engagement. This is what they, nobody can deny this. They're discussing gay sex, using toys, kink, BDF, exactly. And this is what we keep seeing. Here's a drag queen who, again, here's a good point to make, guys. This this drag queen doesn't look like all the, you know, face paint absurdities with all the big show. It's just, it's a, it's a man dressed like a woman, right? Okay. But why then are they giving her money? Because that all of these seem to be weirdly sexualized, like you're stripping. That's what's happening here. She's holding out the bucket and say, give me money. And the kids are throwing money at her. I, who, we're not stupid enough to not think that's obviously sexual. That's what it is. Here's another example. Oregon State held a bizarre drag show, which they labeled for all ages. 
But guess what it was called? Illegal drag show. Be gay, do crime. Right, because it's all about coming together and equality. Do crime? Trans rights or else? Yeah, there's a lot of weirdness in this, and it's not every person in this community. I will say that over and over. It's not. This is something much darker. So that, that is a, a woman or a man. It's, it's, I, I don't know if it's a man that's look dressed like a woman or it's an actual woman. I don't know, but it's a, it's a person on stage with full breasts showing. Now, at what point did full frontal nudity become acceptable in front of children? Whether it's a man or a woman, guys. It's just, it's just absurd how it's, these people are so terrified, the ones that just don't know the agenda but see this happening, to say, wait a minute, that's inappropriate. Why? There's an obvious agenda. That's why. They're terrified to be called bigots or racist, just like with the BML movement. Kissing shoes and going, please forgive me for things I had nothing to do with. There's a problem here. That's not appropriate. Anybody honest can say that. Child-friendly? Putting things down her pants? That's not sexual at all, right? Ah. Here, at, this is from uh, Gays Against Groomers. Absolutely revolting scenes from the Boston Pride today. Young children watch as the, the BDSM fetishes walk by. You can see the children all there. No, look, that's again, that's, this is up to the ch- parent. The parents brought them here. So you can't then necessarily blame some kind of agenda other than these parents somehow think this is acceptable. But tell me how this isn't sexual. It is. You know it is. This is a sexualized thing, and all of your sex is political. Even their puppy fetish stuff. Pet, I mean, this is, and the children don't understand that. And this is another example. So this isn't sexual? We're not supposed to think this is sexual? Okay, so you can, yeah, you're an adult. You want to go out and do this, but then why are you saying it's welcome for children? There's a problem there. Here's Biden, though, telling you, these are the bravest and most inspiring people I've ever known. These people right here. They're super inspiring and brave, right? That's the wrong one. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Internet. I was going to play that at the end. I don't have time for that, actually. But either, in any case, there's Biden telling you that they're super brave. And here is the point from this. The flag. Remember that? Well, this person made a great point. What they're doing is it violates the honor of the flag. If you're displaying other flags, it should be the American flag should be higher. Or it should be a different post. But nope, that's not what they did. Now, you could argue that's an oversight, or it could be a very clear statement. It's up for you to decide. And then here is the one I was just playing. Oh, I'm sorry, you couldn't see it. This was what I was pointing at. Just the flag, which you guys already saw, that it's clearly not. But then this last video is San Francisco Sheriff and Police and Fire Departments. You telling me this makes sense? Like, it doesn't even matter if you... Like, the point is, this is not supposed to be how this works. Right? I mean... why are we inserting this into everything everywhere? So now you got a sheriff carrying this flag out of respect. What about all the other flags? There's plenty of other flags that aren't necessarily racist or this or that, but this one, because there's an obvious agenda, this is being pushed into your face right now. Look at this. That's just from, from a, from a, from a point of like respect. That's inappropriate. Saluting the pride flag. Pride on their on their sheriff's badges. There's something. I mean, I, I'm not even saying that from like a 
a level of, I mean, that's just wrong for decorum. And then basically I was going to finish with this and I think I'll play a part of it. Really graceful, had a great video. And there's some things in here I might say differently or minorly disagree with, but overall, she always does such great work. I love her videos. And she is just knocking this out of the park and making these arguments. And what I'm going to show you quickly to get ahead of this, and I'll let this finish and probably jump off before it's done. Eva Frey put something out, and she mentions the, the California representative as well. But he's been really making this point and calling this out. He con contacting Ottawa police today to see can file a report about how this person was beat up at a rally, right? Well, the point is this person's arguing that he got hit in the face. It's right here, I think, or what was it? Right here. I'm, he's all, he's all, and punching people in the face. I'll take a punch for queer and trans youth any day. And he put this picture up saying, look, I got punched, which that clearly doesn't look like a punch. And turns out it's not. And he's lying. So why would you need to lie if this is so real? Well, what happened was he was using his megaphone to scream things that people didn't want to hear. And of course, it, somebody bumped him or hit him or whatever else, and it, it cut his eye. Now, some people are saying, oh, maybe somebody pushed it on him. Well, maybe. <laughs> then why did he say he was punched? Either way, it's pretty clear what actually happened. It's not hard to see this. And now nobody's following up. This is what Viva Frey's been saying. What, where's the investigation? You're telling me a, a sitting member of Congress got punched in the face and nobody's investigating it? Who got arrested for it? Clearly, it didn't happen, guys. It's not actually going on. And yet, and I said here, it's now day three in Canada's shocking hate crime hoax, saying that they haven't apologized for lying. Nobody's investigated this. Nobody's doing anything about it. They're lying. But here's all the news. I'll take a punch for crime. It's, it's about politics, guys. Lastly, here's the UN chief calling for coordinated global action on disinformation, hate, and artificial intelligence. <laughs> yeah, because it's all just get jumbled into one thing. They're just going, shut up and just sit down. Let us do what we're going to do. We're going to censor you if you say things we don't like. We're going to censor you if we pretend you're being hateful. And we're going to force artificial intelligence. It's just all just one talking point. <laughs> yeah, that should mean something, guys coordinated global action on three things that don't necessarily go together because it's all part of the same agenda. And just in case you were worried it was going to take another technological step into the maybe the infertility, control, pregnancy. No, don't worry, guys. Gene therapy in the womb is inching closer to reality. My God. Yes, it's scary, guys, but we need to realize we can stop this stuff if we do something. Not violence. Speak up. Say something about this stuff, guys. Please. Because this, you know, look, I'm not saying this means every single buddy, you know, this could, maybe it could help somebody. But knowing what we know about the people involved with this, the government's control, the military, everything else, this kind of problem, it's probably already there. In my sense, I'm not talking about the side of it that could be a problem, using gene therapy to influence things in the womb, just like they're doing right now in your body, will be used in bad ways. That's what's always happened. And your government is the champion of doing this in real time. Be skeptical. Question these things, guys. Now, I'm going to leave you with her video, and I'll probably end it a little bit short, I think. We'll see if I have time. But listen to what she has to say, guys, because it's obvious that there's something else going on here. People were going to call this racist and bigoted, but you know that's not what's happening. I, I care about people. I care about everybody. I mean, for crying out loud, I even sometimes balk at calling, making fun of Biden when he's senile because like, I feel bad because he's an elderly person. That is until I realize that he's a disgusting war criminal, and I shouldn't feel bad about that. But you know, it's hard not to feel for people in general. So it makes me sad when I see people out there that are being manipulated, who think that they're being persecuted and attacked when really they're being used. They're being used to do things that they would never probably want to happen. But some of them also don't care. Some of them want it to happen. Just like we can point out in Israel, there's people in there that want to hurt people, that love what the Israeli government's doing, and some that just don't know any better, and some that don't even know what's happening. We just have to be honest with ourselves and stop letting the government dictate what we think and feel. 
in every possible circumstance. I love you all. As always, question everything. Come to your own conclusions. Stay vigilant. Internet friends, today we're just checking in on our internet friends in California to see how y'all are doing over there. Because a California bill would consider parents' reluctance to affirm their child's gender identification as a breach of health, safety, and welfare in custody disputes. Labeling parents who refuse to acknowledge the gender of their own child as abusive and might lead to the loss of custody. In other words, your children don't belong to you. They're property of the state. This bill, which passed the state assembly, would compel judges to favor the parent who affirms their transgender child's identification. The authors of this bill submitted an amended version this week that expressly defines the health, safety, and welfare of a child to include a parent's affirmation of the child's gender identity. A modification that bill opponents say would open the door to non-affirmation being viewed as abuse. If you want to look it up for yourself, this bill is AB 957, and it's the latest attempt to legalize gender ideology in California. Democrat Senator Scott Weiner, and of course his name, his last name is Weiner. That is perfect, perfect 10 out of 10 script writing. Yeah, anyway, Scott wrote a similar bill with Assemblywoman Lori Wilson, which required foster parents to affirm trans-identifying children. Weiner proposed making California a haven for out-of-state teens seeking sex modifications without parental approval in 2020. I mean, can you imagine? Do you remember being a child and doing the stupidest stuff ever? Me personally, I wanted a perm in fifth grade. My mom let me get one after months of convincing, but it never took, thank God. Later, I wanted to shop at Hot Hot Topic back when it was edgy. She didn't let me shop at Hot Topic, not really. And of course, I wanted a belly button ring when I was like 14 years old, and she never let me get one. It was just the current fad, what was being shown on TV through pop culture, music, movies, television. And now we all look back and cringe at how dumb we looked. Now, being gender nonconforming and whatever else is the current fad, and without intervention, most children will just grow out of it. Look back and pray that everyone in their immediate family and social circle just conveniently forgets that chapter of their life. But no, we have pop culture and politicians who are trying to make this the norm, and surgery and hormone therapy are irreversibly mutilating children's bodies. There is no going back after you become Frankenstein at age eight. These things are irreversible, and children are too young to understand these ramifications. Children should have role models and grown-ups safeguarding them. But instead, we have this trend of mentally ill and cruel abusers who promote and commit these atrocities on children who don't know any better. For example, 51 California Democrats supported AB 957 but the bill's latest amendments were released on Tuesday before its first Senate committee hearing next week. Critics of this bill were concerned over the language and how it could lead to abuse accusations and further down the line lead to loss of custody of of your child. And I'm right there with you. This law will be a total proclamation of complete authoritarian control if it's passed and ultimately upheld by the Supreme Court. And I know there will be some comments that will be just dismissive and say, oh, that's California for you. 
But when I read about things happening in California, I know it's just the testing ground for what they intend to happen everywhere. California is just five years ahead of everybody else. And while this particular bill is just for custody disputes, it paves the way for new bills to be introduced, maybe one that would allow Child Protective Services to show up at your house and kidnap your child for misgendering them. I sincerely hope it does not get to that point, but I can read the room here. I get comments that say I'm playing the right-left paradigm when I point out that Democrats are passing certain legislation. Creating literal Sodom and Gomorrah conditions, burning down cities. But no, I equally despise Republicans because they do nothing. They allow it to happen. All while collecting an exorbitant amount of taxes claiming to be conservatives. I don't like them either. Our whole system we have here, which is broken, it's a broken system. This system is a kick-the-can-down-the-road system. Sit and wait until your next election slash selection for something to happen or to change. And it won't change ever, never, for the benefit of the citizen, for the benefit of our children. It just won't. Which brings me to the next part of this video. Let's take a look at Scott Weiner. Weiner, Weiner, Weiner. What's motivating him? So proud of uh, Sister Roma and her work uh, in the community, and I'm proud of California for standing strong uh, in, uh, to support uh, LGBTQ people as our community is under assault uh, in the rest of the country. Scott Weiner's early life Wikipedia entry is very predictable. He's apparently of no relation to Anthony Weiner, but I wouldn't want to see the browser history on either of their laptops. As recently as last week, Weiner is pictured at the Capitol with drag queens, including a drag queen named Sister Roma, who is a gay pornographer. As in someone who makes adult gay films dressed as a woman at the Capitol, at, at the state Capitol. Sometimes I just wonder, what would our founding fathers say? What would they say? As a gay man himself, Scott Weiner was co-author of Senate Bill 239, which reduced the crime of intentionally exposing someone to HIV from a felony to a misdemeanor. Great work, Weiner. Weiner himself has been open about his choice to take an anti-HIV drug daily. This drug is called Truvada or PrEP. So one can assume a couple of things about Weiner. He's on the Big Pharma payroll because he's constantly doing interviews about taking this drug, which is made by Gilead, and or you could also assume he has a very active and open sex life. Or, I mean, or you could assume both. Additionally, additionally, Governor Newsom signed Bill SB 145 into law in 2020, which Wiener supported. And as a result, automatic sex offender registry rules for some adults who engaged in sex acts with minors were abolished by the statute. This isn't all Weiner has accomplished during his time in the Senate, but this was simply a highlight reel. In the face of criticism for his extreme policies targeting children, Scott Weiner claimed that he got a bomb threat that was directed at his house and workplace. Weiner claimed that the threat was made by MAGA conspiracy theorists who were hateful of LGBTXYZABC rainbow rights. The threat called him a pedo and a groomer, and he's since gone on a crusade against anyone who uses the term groomer. When asked about the threat, Weiner said, quote, Tragically, I get a lot of death threats, and I have for several years. 
And they're now starting again with all of the right-wing attacks on me. This extremist homophobic rhetoric online has consequences, and sometimes people act. So it's, it's just a really dangerous situation, end quote. I tried my best, y'all. I tried my best to see if anyone was ever arrested for making threats against him, but there were, sadly, no updates. Even though the news media reliably never followed up on the story, the whole thing was revealed to be a hoax. Wiener claimed he got the threats via voicemail on his iPhone and showed the transcript in a Twitter screenshot. Y'all, if you've ever seen a transcripted voicemail on iPhone, there's no cursor. There is no cursor. It ain't a Word document, like you're actively typing it out, which Wiener was in this screenshot. The boy who cried wolf. I personally think these legislators do far more harm to the people they claim they are protecting. Far more harm than any MAGA conspiracy theorist could ever dream of. All you need to do is just look at their fruit. As recently as this past week, bringing pornographers to the Capitol like they're some kind of great class of citizen who needs to be celebrated. Reducing the sentences for actual criminal activity towards civilians and children. Empowering sexual offenders. Yeah, all that gives the gay community a pretty bad rap when you're carrying their banner, wiener. What do you think of this bill, internet friends? Sorry that I laughed all the way through this. I might cut out my laughter, but it's just, it's Joker laughter at this point because we're just watching the world burn. It's clown world and every day gets more ridiculous. So I can't contain it. 